to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Drea Doll, a.k.a. Draywell. Draywell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, hey. ladies. Hello, Angela Rose Red. Gabby Chaos. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Jenny Cotterell of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. We're going to discuss with her about her art, music, baking. Um, everything in between everything in between she's such an awesome person i love her mm-hmm. i want to be around her all the time i know she's got yeah. the, she really has the best energy ever yeah. yeah she makes you feel super comfortable exactly yeah and you forget that you're talking to your favorite artist slash musician yeah and you're like wow your smile just brightens the skies Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, damn. she does like i don't in know in a non-creepy way no yeah. not a, no but seriously like when i t- when i've taken photos of her and stuff like in between yeah. she, i'm like she is always just like so smiling yeah good 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 vibes your smile brightens the room girl <laughs> <laughs> Got right. a purr to mouth. Uh, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. All right. Um, let's, let's go ahead and do a round table. Angela, what's going on? Um, Not much. I've been uh, right now. It's cool here in AZ, so I'm hitting my busy time as far as photography. But I have some slots open, so if anybody needs some family portraits, hit your girl up, Angela Rose Red. So, um, But... Yeah, I've been busy doing that, and I actually really enjoy it. I never thought that I'd be one of those people that was, like, down to take portraits of people graduating or family portraits. But, you know, I guess maybe it's the clientele that I get, and usually they're a little they're, – they're, they're my kind of peeps, and so it's always kind of a little different. And so I find it an honor to be able to capture these great moments in people's lives, so that was good. But the most important photo shoot, though, was this Wednesday – and it was with the three of us. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. That was really cool. I mean, considering from the first photo shoot, I actually didn't forget my clothes. Uh. That's right. Uh. I forgot my clothes. And it was so bad. I mean, I mean that that the shirt that was loaned to me was pretty cool. But it always it felt weird. It right. felt weird, yeah. you know. But this one, it, I don't know, guys. It felt great. Like yeah. it was a lot of fun and good shots. Yeah, it was Dude, good stuff. It's going to be hard. I, I was fucking dying this weekend thinking about it. Uh-huh. Or whenever. When did we do it? The other day. I don't know. Wednesday. Whenever. Yeah. A few days ago. Day the, are are, the days are oh, yeah. mixed up. But uh, <laughs> I was dying. I was telling Nydia about uh-huh. the whole eyelash incident. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick okay. here. Angela put on fake eyelashes. And um, we, <laughs> you know, our, it's us shooting it, you know. We're posing and taking the picture and... Well, real quick, real quick, the semantics, all right? So you get a tripod, you get a self-timer, and you set it up, and you get the aperture, the shutter speed, all the settings, all the lighting, everything. Usually they're in front, and I'm kind of focused on them, and then I push the button, and I run in front of it. Further down it, we we kept, you know, switching off as far as clicking the shutter speed. And then I look into the viewfinder, and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on with my eyes? This is so weird. (laughs) And so then I, like, (laughs) then I, like, look... At one of the previous frames, and I zoom in, oh, <laughs> the fucking God. eyelash moved to the top of my eyelid. So I was derping like you've never derped before. And, you know, I am going, and it was like those memes that you, you know, you have the regular picture, and then you zoom, and then you zoom again, and it's like, zoom. It was super fucking creepy and hilarious. So we should include that in the gallery picture. Just the, yeah. the, 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 just the, your eye. Eye. Just the just eye. eye. Just the eye, man. Oh, but yeah, God. I'm like, I got my one eye on you, buddy. You're like, what the fuck is going on with my 
my eye. I'm like, dude, your eyelashes off. <laughs> On top of your eyelid, you fucking weirdo. Uh, yeah, it was good times. But no, it, I felt like it was a great energy. You know, we got some great shots. And I don't know. I mean, when we first did our first photo shoot, we only maybe recorded one or two episodes. And since then, like, yeah. I mean, we again, I say this all the time. We've been friends for years. But yeah. these past couple of months, like, I really feel the sister vibe. And I feel that it showed up in the... In the um, in the photo, the photo shoot, shoot. just yeah. how close we we are, so Aww. it was pretty cool. Yeah, feels anyway. Aww. What you got going on, yeah. Gavin? Uh, I got a new tattoo. Oh, you know, what'd you I get? Some mm-hmm. ink, some ink therapy. Yeah, which fucking hurts. I don't understand people. <laughs> um, in the non-creepy way, I got a portrait of Matt Skiba in a Skiba. traditional artsy, traditional Sarah Legere. Yes, yes, yeah. style art. So it wouldn't be as creepy. It's no, a, I, I thought it looked yeah. good. No, I think it's yeah. great. I love musician and tattoos. I mean, I don't know how I would feel if someone tattooed my face on them, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's for the idol. Do you want me to do that for you? So you no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's no, awesome. It came out it, good. It, you know, I thought it was cool, so. How long yeah. did you sit for? Uh, Two hours, and that was really that is I don't know. That was, actually. that was pretty equal to my underboob tattoo pain. And it, back uh, here, my Did you cry? Oh, um, no, but my makeup was fucked up by the end. Oh, like, who was the, who's the tattooer? Um, Manny. Manny the Machete. Machete. That's machete? his name on yeah. Instagram. Like, I always fuck up his last name. But yeah. he opened up a new shop. It's called Faith of Hand of Faith Tattoo in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to him for like 10 years. So it's, it's yeah. you know, I was like, here's my vision. And he kind of made his own. And that's cool. So that oh, was, yeah. so yeah, I'm in pain. I was curious why you. What was your choice on getting the portrait black and white instead of keep because the the picture itself yeah. is the blue makeup and it's kind of well, a wash kind of, filter. We, me and the Manny, the tattoo guy, we talked it out. We're like, hey, you're the artist. You tell me what you think will look okay. good. And he's like, well, he thought black and white would look better, and I kind of be like less creepy black okay. and white. Okay, I see. <laughs> So I was trying to make it less not creepy. So if someone sees it or if he ever sees it, it'd be like, that's fucking creepy. No, so I don't that, think it's that, like that's that. That's the chance I'll have it's to take if I ever meet him. Again. I don't no. think it's creepy. Yeah, no. I mean, he's obviously a big influence to you and your music. Yeah. And, so. uh, why not, man? Right. Like, one, Pe- people get their idols tattooed. I want to get an Edward yeah. Scissorhand portrait. Yeah. So, so yeah. You know, so that was my You hey, weekend. like I always say. Yeah. You do you, boo. Yeah. You do you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good. And actually thinking yeah. about it now, mm-hmm. if he would have done it in color, it yeah. probably didn't, it wouldn't have rendered correctly right. in the tattoo, you know, format. So yeah. That's why. Always trust your tattooer, uh, right? Yeah. You got to listen to Unless them. Unless they suck. So. Oh. And you should check yourself <laughs> before okay. they wreck yourself. What about you, boo-boo? Um, I went to a wedding yesterday and it was, oh. uh, it was a good, it was a uh, punk rock. It felt like a punk rock royalty wedding. Nice. Uh, I ran into Chip Hanna from the U.S. Bombs. Nice. Talked to him a little bit. Talked to Danny from the Northside Kings, who also Damn. is infamous for knocking out Danzig. Um, <laughs> I got to see a lot of old, old school AZ mm-hmm. punk people I hadn't seen in a while. Mm. So it was really good. Reunion. Re- reconnecting. Right. Yeah, I sat with Ben Barnes from Broloaf. Nice. Uh, I love Ben. Neil Impossible, Impossible, who said he's listened to our podcast. So mm-hmm. thank you, Neil. That Yay. was awesome. Uh, it felt like we were at a, our table was like some of the best front people in punk rock music. And then there's me and I'm like, this is weird. You guys are rad. And 
it's just me. <laughs> oh, girl, you're up there, well, but way they, to be they, humble. They put that. They set that table up for a reason. Yes, they, they did. did. Yeah, it was <laughs> rad. So uh, it was good, buddy, and congratulations to Mandy and Shane. So happy for you guys. Yay, um, congrats. But Shane, you better take care of my girl, otherwise I'm coming for you, bro. Damn. Yeah. She means it. That's <laughs> turbo, I mean it, too. That's some Turbo Yugian I'm the, style. I'm right? the enforcer, Sergeant at Arms, of the Turbo Yugian in Tempe. So watch out, bro. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into the punk rock news segment here on the Sound Sister podcast. Up first, we've got Floggy Molly Cruise, the first wave of bands that will be performing at Floggy Molly's 2019 Salty Dog Cruise has been announced. Along with Floggy Molly, the list includes Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, Stiff Little Fingers, Hepcat, Mariachi El Bronx, Face to Face, and Pounded by the Surf. More bands will be announced later on. The event will take place on November 8th, 2019 through November 12th, 2019 in Fort Lauderdale, Key West, and Coco Cay. So, you guys, if you're looking to cruise on a big old ship with a bunch of crazy-ass punk rockers, go over to the Salty Dog Cruise website and look into it. I personally haven't been, but I'd like to do it. Mm-hmm. Another Sound Sister and road trip. you can make trip. payments. Oh, oh damn. Then yeah. we can make payments. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, maybe They're all looking at me. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That'd be goals. Yeah. All right. Maybe right. we can talk Makes, about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, U.S. Bombs announced their new LP called Road Case. It is due out on November 23rd, 2018. So by the time or after this podcast airs, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Via yeah. Slope Records, make sure you check it out on Spotify. Um, the only original member is Dwayne Peters. Which is all right. I mean, I mean, we can get into that later. I don't know. But go ahead and check it out. Slope Records on Spotify. Um, next up here, we've um, got some sad, kind of unfortunate news to report to you guys. But I thought, you know, we should got to say something. He, you know, he's a part of our community. Um, Stevie D of the Glass Heroes and the U.S. Bombs, he's been diagnosed with terminal liver cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just fucking sad, really. He's such a nice guy, and I'll tell you guys this. I went through a period of time where I just kind of spiraled, and I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing, and so I decided to get clean and just kind of figure out what the fuck I was doing with my life, and and, uh, so I stopped drinking, and he reached out to me, and this was back in MySpace days, Damn. He reached out to me, you know, and, and gave me some advice about being in a punk rock band and how he deals with it because he's been playing rock punk rock since it fucking started mm-hmm. and he's sober. Um, so I've always just appreciated his advice and wisdom and encouragement. Um, it's definitely played a huge part in, in my life and just getting sober now. Um, so go ahead and go to the GoFundMe page if you can donate. Um, anything helps. They're saying chemotherapy treatments can cost up to $4,500, and that doesn't include the fees for the doctor or the anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's a great guy. So if you can't donate today, there is going to be a show, mm-hmm. I think, I believe at Crescent. Yeah, there's still details to come, but yeah. I think December 19th. And we'll post yeah. the we'll post the flyer once it's out and mm-hmm. uh, let you guys know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, make sure if you can just go over there and throw a few dollars towards his his goal and, and you know help help him out. He's a good guy. 
So, uh, hope you feel better, Stevie, and, you know, you're rad, so <laughs> we're going to get you as much dollars as we can, dude. Um, let's go ahead and go into a bad cop song and kick off the Jenny transition here. Um, do you guys have a preference? There's so many great ones. Um, I like Nightmare. Yeah, Nightmare is good. I like the ending. It's hilarious. Or there's I love Cheers <laughs> because that's that's a good uh, that's a good one that I think that it's kind of like friendship one. Two. No, that's actually a breakup song. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just so many so many great songs. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a nightmare. Let's do nightmare. All right, right here on the Sound Sister podcast. This is Nightmare by Bad Cop. Hello. Bad Cop. Hello. Oh yeah, I'm a nightmare, and you're my dream. It's good talking to you. I mean, we haven't really seen or talked to you since maybe the Girl Gang tour. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So, like, almost a year ago. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's not. It is crazy. But it's, it's been that long. Yeah. But that was a good time. So, I was going to ask you, can you please tell um, our listeners, just give us a brief rundown, who you are, what your projects are, your artistic endeavors, your musical endeavors, and everything in between. Oh. Um, okay. 
my name is Jenny Cotterell, and I met you ladies through Bad Cop, Bad Cop, which is the band that I'm in. Um, and I work at a really fun bakery when we're not touring. Um, and I also, when I am home, try to make art. Um, for a while, I was freelancing exclusively doing that, but it's impossible to do that while you are gone. <laughs> so um, that's why I kind of picked up the bakery job for when I'm home and um, trying to get back into freelancing. I had to put everything sort of on hold this year because it was just so much traveling and I was just disappointing people. So I was like, I'm not taking any work, but that has changed. I am home. I am accepting work. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so how long would you say that you guys toured this year? Oh, um, we were gone. I tried to add up the number of weeks that I was home since June, and I think it is five. <laughs> so um, it's been so crazy. Like, I just unpacked my suitcase, I think, for the last time last night. So. You think? <laughs> <laughs> the last time, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. So yeah. um, going back to the bakery job, so how do you maintain that with like being in a busy, you know, band that tours and everything else? Like how, how does that work out? What are the semantics? Are you just like, this is when I can work and this is when I can't? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's interesting because like I think it – it's a little bit like an open relationship. Like I met them in the context of being a person that's gone a lot. So um, I think that really helps them understand that I'm not trying to be a bad employee, which um, I would totally understand if another job didn't want to tolerate my schedule. Um, so I'm there pretty much every day that I'm home um, just because it's very busy and like, there's a lot of turning away of special orders while I'm gone. So then when I'm home, I sort of feel obligated to take everything, um, just to demonstrate that I appreciate them. <laughs> and, uh, I also love my job. So, um, but it was, it was not a thing I ever like was like, I'm going to grow up and be a baker. You know, it was like, just kind of lucked into it um between tours a couple of years ago so uh, what is the name are you allowed to say the name of the bakery that you work for totally yeah it's called b candy so b is just the letter b owned by this amazing woman named brandy who has a lot of children with b names um and she has this incredible very colorful very fun taste and um it's a good partnership. It like, we are on the same page, I think a lot, um, which is great. I mean, it, it all seems kind of obvious to both of us, but then whenever I've tried to like hire people to help out, there's like, the, it turns out not everybody cares about like Lisa Frank and <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like that, you would all understand yeah. this. I think you have to be like, kind of our age and female identifying to like understand the main kind of aesthetic of that place oh so. yeah I get it I know you put out a post looking for a baker to help you know and it was 
must have some creative skills. And I was that, you know, jerk that was like, oh, if I lived in California, I'd be there. But I really <laughs> did. I was like, I want to bake all the fun stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys do. I, that's also another question I have. Do you take consultations at the bakery or does she just kind of tell you, hey, you're going to make a bunch of like sandal cookies that are in shape of like pine, you know, sandals or I've seen all kinds of things or how, do, how does that work? Um, there were some uh, kind of staples on the menu and in the wheelhouse when I began working there. And then um, my friend that hired me, who is a pastry chef, like ended up leaving. And then I was like, kind of left to figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, alone. And um, I've always... I love food and I always like baked and cooked and stuff like that. And I love cute things. And, um, you know, I have a lot of, um, a lot of art background. Um, so then in order to keep us afloat, I just kind of leaned into that stuff. Um, because that's what I know how to do. You know what I mean? So, but then it's become sort of a problem because then, now that is what people want when they call and it's like well the reason that that's even on the menu is because I don't have like an in-depth pastry background but I can draw anything you want <laughs> you know like so um and then now it leaves us in this position of like trying to find more help and it's like well do we find an artist or a baker or someone like myself that is like kind of interested in both um and it's been harder than you would think to find help that um, is reliable in that place. But it's okay. <laughs> and it just means I always have a job. <laughs> they need you to know, clone you, so. basically. Which, by the way, yeah. your unicorn cakes give me life. I mean, they really do. They're the most <laughs> magical things ever. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, Jenny, when you go on tour, do you just like, hey, I'm going to be gone for four weeks. See ya. Or... <laughs> How did they take it? Kind of. Um, I try to be as forthcoming as I can with my schedule, like as soon as I know. Um, and it's never like a, it's never like great news. I'm leaving for two months again. You know what I mean? It's like, sorry, I'm leaving. Um, I'll be back. I will really try to make a product that is like um, sustainable. Like we, um, we moved away from like these very kind of drawing based cookies to um, kind of assembly based miniature cakes. Um, when I was about to leave for like, I think it was before the warp tour, we were trying to like come up with a solution of like, what can we put out while I am gone? Um, and so it's kind of process based and, if you have like a little attention to detail and some patience and can follow instructions, then you should be able to like succeed. Um, but the cookies and like the cakes are, it, it's kind of tricky, Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you know? But. So how about you just describe like your art, how long have you been an artist? Like your whole life, I'm assuming. Like how did you, yeah. how did you tumble into art? Let's hear your journey as an artist. <laughs> um, this is a fun question. Um, yeah, I was always like a kind of messy, kind of hands-on um, art-interested 
kid um, and my family was supportive of that. Um, and then uh, I had a chance to go to college and it was like, please do not go to college for art. Like you'll never be able to make a living. You know what I mean? But I did it. I, I did it anyway, because like, it's kind of, it's the one thing that I know I have um, like an innate bottomless interest in and like curiosity for um and ultimately like I think I have a really relevant degree for what I do um whereas I know a lot of people who had maybe more responsible studies like business or you know something else that's not creative like are not necessarily using anything that they learned specifically in college whereas like I feel like I use it every day you know that's great I wish our education was more um valued because I think it not only gives people like a greater appreciation for everything around them but a sort of like a sense of ownership um and a an outlet you know so I I I love like art therapy too that's also another field that I think needs to be paid more sure. attention to so just because yeah. I I really feel that art and music can change the world and I know everyone here agrees so yeah I mean it's almost like the secret to happiness like I meet people that don't have this in their lives rarely um as you know I'm sure everyone you all know is some kind of creative person right yeah. I mean this is who I just I just met a woman over the weekend and she was like oh I'm new to California like how did you meet people and I was like art and music yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like uh I don't know what to tell you like what do you love <laughs> you know like well, you know and we're lucky these loves um come with like a lot of times have like a social interactive context where like you know if you love music and you have a band then you get to go meet other bands and other people that love that stuff kind of all the time you know um art is the same way I don't know what other people do with their lives or how they meet people I feel like I'll never have to be on tinder you know what I mean because like I will always be meeting real people you know what I mean? for so, real yeah. No, I agree. We were just we were just talking about this earlier that there's sometimes where I you know I love my family, but sometimes they'll refer to what I do as far as like photography and art and and this podcast is like oh it's a fun or a fun hobby like you and your husband your husband's a musician that's a fun hobby I'm like no this is our life like no matter yeah. what happens we're going to be this like, real we're going to be like 90 years old, still doing our thing. Yes. And, and, and I love that we have this like unspoken community amongst all of us that it's like, you know, know each other without really knowing each other because you live it and you live the life. Yeah. I forget that people that don't do this, like just, I don't even know what they do. Maybe they watch TV. Like <laughs> They watch TV for hours on end after work. They have kids. They're boring. Like, they're not, yeah. you know. Yeah. What do you guys do? Like? Yeah. yeah. I'm always it in my sounds room. like a recipe for mental disaster, you know. <laughs> oh. so, so going back to your journey, so you said that you've always been an artist and you have some formal education. So did you complete an associate's degree or bachelor's degree or any sort of? Um, I went nuts. I got, I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts. I went to Long Beach State, which I love um, because I love, I love school and I love the idea of education, but I don't appreciate the like elitist. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's an elitism to that. You know what I mean? Yes. To any academia uh, that I think is super unnecessary. Um, I think everybody deserves to learn more about things that they care about. And I think that that university um, is pretty accessible. Like um, they had, at least when I was there, they had like a lot of room and resources for like undocumented students. And like a lot of people were first generation college attendees and um also their art program is like enormous and kind of focused on by the university which is unusual like usually any a university is like and here's our art program and no one cares right so if you really cared about art you would somehow find a hundred thousand dollars and go to a private university or you know what I mean like and be in debt for the rest of your life because people don't pay you for art you know so I just thought that was kind of like a a diamond in the rough situation um and then I I got a master's also um, from the same school so I'm like overqualified but like um for nothing (laughs) no that's exciting and and going back to that elitist thing I I work for a college like that's my full-time gig too so I definitely see a lot of that obviously um I automatically say, congratulations, like I'm talking to a student, congratulations on your accomplishments. No, but I mean, (laughs) education's amazing. And I think that that's great that you're using it as a tool, you know, just to further yourself. Because a lot of people think, oh, you don't have to go. Oh, obviously you don't have to go to school for art. You were an artist before, but you want to dive into it and you want to really have the credentials to back it. That's amazing. Good for you, dude. Yeah. There's another weird thing about education where, um, in our culture, it's like kind of, it's supposed to be this like magical cure all, like you just get this piece of paper and it costs a lot of money and all you need is the piece of paper and the money and then all of your dreams will be realized. And it's like, it's, it kind of like takes the focus away from like actually learning while you're there. Um, I, tr- I, the reason I got a master's is because I thought I wanted to teach. So I was teaching for a while um, at that school, which I was like, oh, I would love nothing more than to teach at my favorite school and teach things I love. And like, I just met a lot of people that had a really kind of misguided approach to education. <laughs> and I was like, if you all think a magical piece of paper is going to come out of your art degree, like you, I don't know why you didn't connect that you should be paying attention and loving this like this is a, a, a love-based program you know why don't you go become a dentist if you just want a piece of paper and money you know right. like <laughs> you're studying the wrong you thing you're, you're studying the wrong thing because yeah. I mean there is a lot of people that go to college too to study specifically under their mentors and people they look up to yeah. and different artists like there's this photography teacher time and time again. I take a darkroom class. I've talked about him before. Ken Storch. Love him. But yeah, I look up to him because I want to absorb that. And so people yeah. miss that, I think. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. It's so it's funny. funny. It's, I just, I think about, I don't think I'm done with like education as like a, as like a profession. I just think, um it doesn't fit with what I'm doing right now. And I also don't know if I would want to return to like the university level, because again, I think it's like, there's an elitism there. And I think everybody deserves to experience 
creative process and like feel validated as like a creator. And um, so I think when I have another kind of longer break, I'd really love to find a way to engage with people that maybe didn't get a chance to, you know, explore art or music. You know what I mean? You guys have the rock camp for girls out there, right? Um, we do. Yeah. We, we've never done it though. Yeah. But you should, if you have time, I mean, I think that it would be rad to have people of your caliber involved and like, it is kind of an art therapy situation. It's like all about instilling confidence and self-esteem in, in young women and girls. And like, um, I think that any kind of creativity has that power, you know, to be like, you can, let's do it. You're involved in a few different charities, right? Like different foundations that you back. Like, can you give us just kind of some of those experiences that you've been through or some of the organizations you support? Sure. Um, well, I think you may say, so Stacy kind of, um, Stacy's baby is the sidewalk project. Um, and that is with, um, Soma, um, goddess Soma and, um, a couple other kind of LA based people. And occasionally I have been able to like turn out for like art that is related to that, but um, the daytime, uh, the daytime events where they like involve um, musicians that may be experiencing homeless homelessness and like kind of play as fundraisers. Like I haven't been able to go to any of those because I'm always at work. Like I work every weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Baking the but, cookies. Uh, Got to bake those cookies. <laughs> I, I you know what I mean. People have birthday parties. Um, but, uh, and then I guess I feel like I really only was involved in the rock camp or am I forgetting something? I don't know. I'd love to be involved with more stuff. It's just like, I'm, I'm at this point where like time is way more valuable than money. <laughs> and it's like, I also have a tendency to like want to do everything and then overcommit and then just kind of like this. I'm glad we're not the only ones. Yeah. The only reason I finally learned that lesson is because like I was disappointing people and I was like, oh, I hate this. So, you know, I had to figure it out and be like, you know what? I don't think I can do that for you. I'm so sorry. Um, So you have these, you have these two degrees. You're, you're doing some punk rock bakering. Um, How does music fall into all this? Did you... Did, were you in bands in high school? Um, um, I had a guitar in high school, okay. um, and I would write songs uh, just, like, to kind of, like, it's sort of cathartic. You know what I mean? Nothing that any, anybody needed to hear, but, like, it was valuable to me as a person and kind of um, was a really important outlet. Yeah. Um, just even that it was private was kind of important too um were you writing like sappy love songs like i was in high school (laughs) some a lot of like angry stuff okay (laughs) the things that children are angry about are absurd you know so So, um luckily nobody heard any of that um and then i moved to california and um 
I didn't have any friends and um, I met these people that had a band um, and they were like, do you, could you play the keyboard? Our keyboard player is leaving. And I was like, yeah, sure. I can, I'll figure that out, you know? Um, and I did. And it was great because then I got to go out of the house and like know where to go. Like, you know, I only knew about tickets that you could buy, you know what I mean? Like big shows with tickets and Ticketmaster and stuff like that. But like, um, this was like, you know, a VIP pass to DIY stuff and kind of ground level and local stuff. Um, and that felt really good because I spent my teenage years kind of going to small shows, but I didn't know where any of that was when I moved, you know? Um, and then I ended up, um, had to kind of quit the band just to get everything done for school. Cause it was like, you know, I had to work and do all my homework and be there. And, um, and then when I was just about done with my master's degree, um, I found this toy organ at the swap meet, like a Daniel Johnson toy cord organ, um, and bought it and called my best friend and was like, you are not going to believe what I found. You need to come over. Um, and she, I don't know why, but she was like, let's play because you're young by Cox Bar. And like, she put it on her, she like opened her laptop and we like taped it. And then she put it on the internet, like on YouTube. And, um, and then like people, people loved, loved it. it. Well, a lot, well, a lot of people hated it. And yeah, mostly people hated it, but a lot of people loved it. And then um, this guy, uh, Lou Medrano reached out and was like, Hey, do you want to come on this tour? Um, it was like up the coast with like the U S bombs. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, we're not a band. Like, <laughs> you know, two assholes with like a toy organ in my living room. <laughs> that sounds like a band name right there. Two assholes with the organ. <laughs> uh, we had a discussion, we had a band meeting where it was like, well, um, are we going to take this free vacation or what? You know what I mean? So we learned a couple more songs um, and it was all, it was mostly Cox Bar. So, cause the, she had put the video up under, it's a Cox Bar cover and she put it up under Cunts Bar. If it's still up. Um, so then we became Kunstbar, the band. Yeah. Controversial. <laughs> uh, much hated. It was like pre, there's like a point maybe six years ago when women on the internet stopped hating other women. Um, and I'm not know about because maybe you know about it. Um, but there, it was like a tide change. You know what I mean? There was like a small group of people that were supportive of women doing things on an amateur level. Uh, and then like the other 99% of the internet and the world was like, this is why girls suck at everything. Like, fuck these bitches. Like, um, that so, sounds like you guys' early audience members, right? Did they say the same thing about you guys, too? Oh, yeah, I found case. the YouTube oh, video. you found it? We found the YouTube video <laughs> of you. <laughs> That's going good, on the episode but... library. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually, so my friend Sarah that I did that with, she's like a famous controller of the internet and taste right now. But she uh, recently, um, she was like, okay, I got a time hop on Facebook where somebody tagged me in the sharing of a Kunstbar video, okay? And this is a woman that she, that like celebrates her work as an artist 
okay, and she said, I scrolled down, and in the it was like a, you know, the time hop where you, like, repost a post that you made. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. So she was like, oh, my gosh, so fun. Sarah, can you believe it's been this long since I, like, met you or whatever? And Sarah scrolled down on the video, and it was, the original post was this woman who is now friends and has mentally erased this saying like this is fucking shit this is why women suck like just what (laughs) it has been shared as like like a lambasting and like public shaming and she just had mentally like totally moved away from that and like accepted it and accepted Sarah as not only like a person but like a friend and a person she admires like and had like mind wiped herself you know what I mean like wow which I was like well I guess that's progress like (laughs) it's like the people that said this at one time like no longer remember even being like they're so identifying with like supporting other women that like they don't even remember tearing other women down on the internet not 10 years ago you know Mm -hmm. so so did you go on tour with you did, of course. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, no, that's how that story goes, is that we went on tour and I was like, okay, so touring is free drinks and vacation with your friends. Um it suits me, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. And actually, um, it's that band where I met um Jen, our original bass player, and Stacy. Um, because again, as you may know, like there's like women can come together by choice, but then another thing that happens is like, sort of like the ghettoization of like, well, you're all women. So it makes sense. And it's like, part of me loves that. And part of me is like, well, it doesn't like, for example, do people ever ask your band to cover songs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are they? always songs sung by women yes <laughs> amazing like it, it's annoying it, yeah. it makes no sense it's like i can sing any song yeah <laughs> but i think it's a well-meaning mistake but it's like this idea that like anyway i mean i okay. say this knowing that like we had a <laughs> time on a tour of all women but like we put it together you know it wasn't like someone being like, this show makes sense because there's vaginas, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so you're on tour with, with U.S. Bombs, Dwayne Peters. Uh... I'm just imagining you in this, right. like, toy, toy organ. Did you take the toy organ? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, Jenny. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. Um, what, what are... It's really fun. What's the craziest Dwayne Peters story, dude? Like, I, know. I mean, aren't they all kind of crazy? They like, are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, they are. I think because this was not his idea, like, I think he was so dumbstruck by the fact that I'll paint a picture for you. Uh, let's hear it. Sarah. Also, we were like, yeah, we're Cunspire. We're the all feet. We always made a point of saying the all female Cockspire cover band, and um, and our, my roommate Evan was the drummer. 
So it is not all female, but like we just, and so there's three of us on stage saying these words over and over again, just like making a huge joke out of it. And um, (laughs) like wearing dresses and cardigans, you know what I mean? Like it was like, it was like, it looked, if you didn't have any words or sound on, you would think that we were seeing like the wiggles or something. Like there was a lot of (laughs) involved. Like I have a toy xylophone, like just... (laughs) And like an acoustic guitar, by the way, I don't know if I told you this, but like it is, and Evan's drum kit was like a suitcase and like a tambourine and like brushes on a snare. Like it was very mild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know if we did that because the word cunt was in the band and we thought it was really funny to keep it like super squeaky looking, but like... Um, I think we confused Dwayne Peters. <laughs> um, we did get invited after that to play his drummer's like 4th of July barbecue, <laughs> um, which was fun. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the end of our contact with that camp. But <laughs> That's so crazy because I just saw, I literally just saw Chip Hanna yesterday. So I had no, I had no idea. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was like, I don't, it was so crazy that it even happened. I mean, like, say yes the listeners can't see you, but you have this glaze over your eyes. It's just, just magic. I can't believe, you know what I mean? Like, I cannot believe that that was like the beginning of like what I am doing now with my life. You know what I mean? Which is like taking a band very seriously and like um, still having a great time. But like, I never would have met these women and we never would have been a band, you know, if I didn't fight, I'll show you. There's the organ. So so Bad Cop needs to do a cover of Cunspar. A cover of a cover Myra, band. Okay, so the, our last drummer <laughs> that we ever had was Myra because people kept quitting the band. They were like, this is too ridiculous. I do not need a free vacation. Like, and then the last few obligations we had, we were like, Myra, we need a drummer. <laughs> So she did it. And so she's always like, hey, when are we doing Cunts Bar? Like, we should, is Sarah going to come on tour with us? And like, if, if you want this, to, if anybody listening wants this to happen, you need to email Sarah M. Lyons and ask her. Because oh, she doesn't girl, I'm doing me. this like, as we speak. <laughs> she's very busy. She will not appreciate it, but like, do it. <laughs> Damn, that's a great, I don't know how to follow up with with that. That's awesome. All right, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit um, into your art. Um, You have done, you know, murals, sculptures, dioramas, illustrations, pet portraits. I mean, your artistic realm is very broad and it's so impressive. And I have to say the first time I met you, it was, I, I'd seen Bad Cop a couple of times, and this is before you guys really, really blew up. And I, I remember seeing you guys on stage in California. You guys were opening for me first, the Gimme Gimme's. And Rico and I were just like, I could not keep my eyes off of you guys. You guys were just amazing performers. And I remember talking to Lynn and she was cool. And you guys always are amazing to your fans. You guys remember every single person no matter what state Lynn it is, is we, you guys are amazing. Lynn's nickname is Linventory because she literally remembers <laughs> she, she makes everyone feel so important. And and for a little 
dork like me, it, it's everything. And I just remember when you guys came to the Rebel Lounge, I was super stoked. And uh, <laughs> it's all right, man. <laughs> they always give me shit because I'm always like, oh my god, I always freak out. I always try to like in my mind. She's like, dialing it back like, right I'm, now. I yeah. tell. <laughs> Jenny. Oh, I can't. I like your band. I like your band because I even do it to them and they're my friends of years. I don't know. I just can't. Like inside, I'm always that like 10-year-old little girl that like just discovered like punk rock and, and it just never goes away. Anyway, so I just remember when I first talked to you, I started talking about art and I, and I you right away gave me just different advice on different mediums and different things, which by the way, you inspired me. I'm starting to do some dioramas with my photographs. Yeah. Ooh, I want to see them. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. When I get something done, I'll, I'll shoot it your way. And I'm doing it with darkroom prints. Anywho, but what Whoa. I was trying to say, yeah, I'm doing it with darkroom film prints and then doing mixed media. But anyway, we'll, we'll chat later. Whoa. But, uh, <laughs> No, but I was really impressed on how you instantly like shared some like just awesome secrets about different techniques. And I don't know, there's a lot of artists that they're either pretentious or it's a community. I try to be one of those people that inspires community. Not saying that I don't have room for improvement, but I feel that you're the same way. Do you do you try to like promote that on a regular basis and just you know really be as open book as possible when it comes to who yeah. you are as an artist? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's a, being secretive and um, like I understand it has like there's certain, you know, I'm not going to give away the recipes of the bakery that I work at, but like, um, if somebody just wants to do something for themselves, like why wouldn't you share that unless they're, you know, they're, I guess the fear of like plagiarism or like being kind of usurped by another person's work is valid. But um, I think you, if everybody's like open and honest, like you could have a conversation um, about those things. Like um, some some strange things come up. Like I'll get an email occasionally where it's like, "Hey, can you tell me what you used to do this and how you did it?" And it's like that's Whoa. a little weird. That is um, weird. But you know what I mean? Because then like you're not you you haven't done any of the discovering you know what I mean on your own which like I think is odd namely because like the discovering and finding things out is like so rewarding yeah <laughs> and like air you know, is half of like part of art so you're like whoa that totally. actually worked out great how did that happen it's yeah. everything this is like NASA doing things wrong is how we got fucking vinyl you know what I mean like vinyl fabric Nagahide was like a you know what I mean somebody made a mistake and then it's like oh change the world um I think um if somebody's excited about what they're working on like why wouldn't you just share some ideas like that's the best that's the best thing you can do everybody kind of grows I mean I'm I'm a socialist big time like <laughs> you know creatively and like lifestyle I think when you share there's more for everybody and 
you can advance things. Like, I don't know. I, I, going back to school, like I, I still am friends with some of my teachers and they say things like, you know, when you and your class were there, it was really fun because there were a lot of people that were really excited and kind of like egging each other on. And it's like, it's like, um, I'm just looking at <laughs> Drea's super ripped arms right now. The example would be oh, like, were you? Totally cut. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I'll take two, ten more reps. Like, oh, you know. Oh, no, But that's a good point because what? when I first started going on like photo excursions, I'd always feel really weird when I'm walking next to other photographers. Like, oh my gosh, like I don't know how to photograph. I don't know how to shoot oh, because. God. I don't want to do the same thing. But then every single thing that we do is different. And so then yes. I realized how much I was cutting myself off. And so now it's more about opening up and sharing. And like you said, yes. you don't want to give everything, but opening up that dialogue and helping people to uh, through the bridge way of what they're trying to accomplish. Because there's a yeah. lot of great and good that can come from that. And it's a community. It's, it's weird. It's like, it's like a putting... It's like kind of watering things. Like if you are yeah. supportive and like share things, it's like you you can create this like open system where information comes and goes easily and like ideas come and go easily. And like, I mean, no one else is going to have the exact same anything mm -hmm. as you when it comes to intellectual property because just think about how hard it is to communicate normal shit with people. You know what I mean? Any misunderstandings, that's because people's brains are totally different. Like, you know what I mean? And that's you trying to communicate the same thing. Like what happens, you know, it, I don't know. I'm getting a little weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I think um, also when you open up and like kind of keep it open and keep it like fluid other people will do the same thing and like share things that they love. And like, there's no reason to be miserly about that. You know? I don't know. So Jenny, let's talk gear. <laughs> gear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you like it little. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this over here is a polycord audion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the start of your it's career. Percent plastic, and I believe it is from 1972. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, no. What what gear? What do you want to know? Your fancy guitar. Yeah, dude. That. You, it's Ooh. pretty. You're. The, I love my guitar. Yeah. Um, what is that it? That is a Reverend Jetstream HB. It's completely stock. It rules. It has a maple fretboard, which is like what I always wanted. Um, and Reverend guitars are crazy. Like I didn't, I'd never, I don't think I'd ever seen one. And then we, they reached out to the band and, um, I'm terrible at email and Lynn caught it. And she was like, Hey, this company wants to give us guitars. And it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, she, so she gets one and we're like, there's this, I don't want to admit this, but I was like a little bit afraid that like, I was like, why would you just give a stranger a guitar? Like, you know what I mean? Like what kind of guitar is this going to be? So like I had all these like crappy inner monologue thoughts going on. And then Lynn comes to practice with like the most beautiful bass anyone has ever seen. Like 
in a case that is so stylish and like smells like new play-doh for some reason like i love new play-doh smell you get yourself a reverend guitar and sniff this case yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah what kind of pickups are in it oh that's a great question i'm oh. such a dirtbag about that I don't know. <laughs> i'm like all i know is yeah sorry i'm so sorry it has like but I, it came set up like perfectly which is one thing it was in the mail you know what i mean yeah completely stock set up perfectly strong you know what i mean and like it has like pin lock tuners which i've never had before those are amazing like you can change strings really quickly and they stay in tune really well like it rules i'm sorry i blew it on the pickups (laughs) (laughs) i think i think you i think they are p90s i don't know if you and stacy i have similar guitars but i've talked to stacy about her guitar and i'm pretty sure those are p90s but i don't know I don't know. Stacy's my gear guy. Like <laughs> when I when it send was, it to us the too. band was doing well and it was time to get a better amp, she was like, "I'm gonna come down. We're gonna go to the store." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> like, like took me shopping. Like my dad, you know. What yeah. I mean? Like this is a good amp. It's a good price. Well, Let's get this one. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> you're playing. Aren't you, you're on the Fender? What is it? The Hot Rod Deluxe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Ugh, I love it. And I hate th- other people's amps. Although I did play some crazy like vintage fender like head and cab over at mike Falumley's house that like i was like if i ever came into a bunch of money and had an opportunity to get another setup i would get yeah. this ready okay mm-hmm. i know fenders. stacy plays on i think it's that crate head or no it's a yeah is it pv mm-hmm. pevy she has like a she's got a marshall and then she's got like a i think it's a crate so, dude, okay, on that girl gang tour, you know, she had just come out of surgery and had the operation and everything, so she couldn't do any heavy lifting. And so, I think it was in Flagstaff, you know, you guys are, like, loading your own shit, and I'm just hanging around. I was like, well, I'll help them, you know, I'll tr- I'm trying to be helpful or whatever. So, I go to pick up Stacy's head, and Jesus Christ, it was, I feel it was, like, 30 pounds. Like, I picked it up, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to die right now. Like, was heavy maybe it's the altitude yeah but it probably <laughs> was but bro you're all ripped now i bet you could just pick like, it up now with, one arm. with your pinky yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, yeah i do yeah. Uh, i do appreciate a tour loading gear workout and then it's always like i don't even have to do push-ups like <laughs> everything well, looks great <laughs> i'm i'm just saying if you guys ever need somebody to go on tour with you <laughs> Who has, no a, way. who has a passport. Oh, shit. This guy right here. This guy. I'm being this serious. Hot tip. Okay. <laughs> Loaded. For real. Yeah. No, you I'm being serious. No. I'll, be, I'll be a tech. If you want someone to take tech. photos. <laughs> yes. Okay. We got you all covered. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need production. <laughs> yes. At first, I thought she said protection, like like she's a bodyguard. I mean, they no, do call me Chihuahua for nothing. Well, I mean, I'll be protection too. I've got, I've, she just said I have ripped arms. Yeah, so. I'm pretty scrappy. Yeah. I'm pretty scrappy. <laughs> I got this. I got this. So, do you ever? So, is it hard for you then on tour when you? Is there times you're like, I just want to fucking make some art right now and I can't. Yeah. Like, how how do you how do you get around that? Like, how uh, do you just make lots of paper airplanes or what do you do? <laughs> You know what? It's like I'll find it anywhere. Like, um, 
a lot of like just trash art happens like like or drawing if there's a green room that's been drawn all over like i'll draw in that green room yeah yeah um or like um making stupid flyers or like you know just menus or like realtor pictures you know what i mean like anything is fair game like um I made a bunch of vaginas out of like the wax on those baby bell cheeses. Like, <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> and I like, you know, you're a sculptor when. Wax, like, <laughs> um, yeah, just stuff that kind of gets thrown away. Or like, there have been a few times where I've brought some stuff. Like, if it's a domestic tour, I can like walk into the van. There's like a chance I'll sneak this like like a train case with some stuff in it like it's like she's making drugs but it's her art material (laughs) it is yeah but it has to be like for everybody or else I feel like a dick so like we did one tour where I was like I brought a bunch of like friendship bracelet stuff and like everybody was making friendship bracelets and like um you know I I did bring a tiny watercolor set on this last tour and did a little bit of painting and tried to draw a little bit every day I got so out of practice and then we would come home and I would just feel like kind of depressed and alienated from art and artists and like um so I I really made a point to try to make something at least every other day I mean I always try for every day but you never know what happens Mm -hmm. and then um yeah but that's, I don't know, that worked out really well, because then it was like, I'm not being, I'm not doing nothing, you know, right. nothing's like a finished product, but like at least something's kind of cranking along, you right. know? One, one quick follow-up question with that. So do you, do you experience artist block? Because yeah. there's times where I'm just like, I'm depressed because I'm not creating art and I'm not creating art because I'm depressed and it's this like weird, like totally. cycle. So how, how do you get out of that? What do you do? Uh, well, I, this year was interesting. Um, and I feel like it's been the, the first quarter of this year, barring our tour together was like really, um, difficult and kind of negative, um, for me. And then I was like, I need to do something. So, um, the book, The Artist's Way, had been recommended to me by a couple people in my life. And I was like, maybe it's time that I read this book. Um, and all I've really taken away from it is, like, to write in a journal every day for, like, three pages. And um, when I started doing that, I was able to have proof that I do have ideas and that I do have creative thoughts, whether or not I have time or the realization to act on them. Um, So I have like four or five of these journals now since like March. Um, And immediately that was like my first revelation was like, oh my gosh, I'm not just a deadbeat piece of shit, brain dead monster. Like I do have ideas like every day, you know? I'm always afraid like, oh, I just got lucky a few times. (laughs) I'm like, it's it's gone. I don't have anything left in me. Do you ever, yeah, I don't know. I feel that. No, I do. I do feel that too. I'm like, there's like moments where it's like, I'm afraid I'll never make something again. Or like, I'm afraid I'll never make anything as good as another thing that I did. Or like, I'm afraid that I will just 
put it away forever, but like, I know these things are not true, you know? Um, Don't give into the lies. What? Don't give into the lies that you tell yourself. Yeah, yeah. Negative self-talk is really powerful and um, positive self-talk is at least as powerful. You just have to be a little more vigilant about it because it's easier to be like, you know, than to be like, okay, well, I did good at this, and I did this, and this is going well, and my dog is cute, and I didn't kill that plant, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing good, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, that's something that, like, our band kind of implements is the whole, um, well, me and Gabby, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> is the whole PMA and just totally. po- positive mental attitude. It makes a difference. It does. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. It, even, like, even kind of setting up rules where it's like, I, I try to ask myself, like, before I say something negative, like, is this going to be productive? Like, is yeah. this something that needs to be addressed or am I just cranky? You know what I mean? Like, so if it's not productive, am I, I try just to, hangry? You know? <laughs> if, yeah, I'm hungry. This is what this is about. Like, so, um, yeah. And then again, for band dynamics, that's crucial. Like, Stacey has a very serious zero tolerance policy for shit talking and like griping. And I think that can be frustrating when like you're annoyed and you want to say something about something. Yeah. But she's right. Like if, unless it's something that you're prepared to address and it's like a real issue, like you should let it go, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So That's it's healthier. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you're lucky half your band is on that tip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as long as half the people are in a good mood on any given tour, like, you're good. We can't completely derail. We try. I don't know. <laughs> there, was def- there was a little... Derailing. There was a derail on the, the last date for the Girl Gang tour. Oh. Which, and, and, and speaking back, like, it's pretty funny, but, like, at the time... <laughs> it's not funny at the time. Yeah. <laughs> And I had something to do with it. But we're not going to talk about this on air. (laughs) We'll tell you off here. (laughs) I'll tell you this. We have, there's like a point in in every group's tolerance where even PMA, like you, you can't override like exhaustion and like lack of personal space like for us it is three and a half weeks which I'm proud that it's three and a half weeks but it's like when it is about three and a half weeks it's like oh god it's coming like (laughs) (laughs) oh god who will it be like you know like what is it gonna be like and how soon can we pull out of it like you know so it's okay (laughs) um so we like to ask every guest on the show to, to pick a song that they love or something Ooh. that's meaningful to them. We like to do music breaks. Um, so let's go ahead and have you just pick something that, a song that you like or something that influences you or it, it could be anything, anything you want and we'll, we'll, we'll break with it. Okay. Um, I did a podcast where I wasn't allowed to pick songs that were um, like, very licensed like I couldn't pick is that gonna is that in play here or um, just pick like what I you want girl <laughs> just, yeah, just okay. anything you want yeah 
We have like okay, 10 listeners. Um, so. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we have to, we always joke around. We have like 10 listeners. Yeah. So, and you're one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably are just because this is your episode and we are okay with that. <laughs> okay, I, I think, well, this is tough because I've been listening to so much Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I loved that cover you and Stacey did. Oh, it was so I great. Like, okay, so I think I, let me, let me just pick which one because this is tough. Actually, can I pick Silver Spring? Whatever you want. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. gotta warn you. This song has a really <laughs> slow beginning, but then it ends up with like goosebumps and holy fucking shit. Stevie Hicks <laughs> is an actual witch. Like, it, like it's like it's innocuous in the beginning, and by the time it's over, you're all like, "What?" I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this song. Okay, and. It has the wild story that I just found out because I was like, what the fuck is this song? And then I like, read about it and was like, damn. Damn it. Damn it. So I picked Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> just watching you. Damn. Don't get me started on Fleetwood Mac right now, ladies. <laughs> Alright, here it is. Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac, right here on the Sound Sister Podcast.
yeah. And we're back. <laughs> oh, God. And we're back. <laughs> Thanks for sticking okay. around, you guys. We still got Jenny here from Bad Cop. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Bad Cop. Um, tell us a little bit about the history, and we'll grill you once you start going. <laughs> um, like like how? Okay, well, um, I sort of told you how I met Stacy and Jen. Jen Carlton was um, the person that sort of invited Myra and me to a band practice with Stacy. So they Jen and Stacy have been playing music together for probably like eight years prior um, and doing a lot of great stuff together. Um, and it was like, I think they had a practice with just Myra and Stacy and Jen. And then the next practice, Jen invited me to come and um, we jammed out. Like I had a couple songs and Stacey had a couple songs and then um, we just kind of jammed together a few songs. We ended up like walking away from that first practice with like almost a set, you know what I mean? Which is crazy. So it was like a really good date, you know, where you're like, I can't wait to see you again. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, I got a flat tire on the way there too. The universe was like, are you sure? But like, yeah. <laughs> we were sure um and then uh jen left about a year later but not before introducing us to lynn too you know what i mean so she still put the whole thing together okay so it's crazy and that was like in 2011 we had our first band practice um in like january um and then started touring kind of up the coast because Jen and Stacy lived in the Bay Area for so long and that's kind of like so they knew people all the way up to like Seattle so we were able to tour pretty successfully um totally DIY yeah. for a while. I remember you guys so. came here a few times before the full set record thing. Um, yeah. I know you guys played Hollywood Alley and then they played Tempe Tavern of all places. Yeah. <laughs> And Hollywood, yeah. oh, damn, that was, that <laughs> was a long that was time ago. Because yeah. that's not even around anymore. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and that's a no? staple. We love that venue. Oh, I, uh, just yeah. speaking for you guys, yeah. No, yeah, I love that was, fucking venue. It was a venue. good place to play. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Tempe is so cool. I mean, you probably hear that all the time, but like, it's a great place to come and play music. Like, people come out, and there's really good bands, and um, it's always packed, and it's always a good vibe, and good job good job we're lucky we have a rad community here yeah, for sure we are very grateful yeah well you're in it you're making it you know we're trying so i have to ask you you make fucking muppets by the way do you how much do you charge i want a muppet rico and i want a muppet anyway but <laughs> we'll talk later yeah well kind of i think for projects like that the best thing to you is like talk about a person's right. <laughs> budget and kind of go backward from there. It's beautiful. Um, just because, like, you know, my vision of something without sharing that with another person is usually a little bit misaligned, you know? Like, um, I made the puppets for that Fat Wreck documentary. Um, and when they were like, we want this many puppets, what do you think? And I gave them this number and they were like, oh, God. 
no, we were hoping it would be this much. And I was like, okay, well then you could have like Mike and Aaron as like really fancy puppets. And then like, we came up with this solution to have like transformable kind of puppets with like Velcro on features for like Joey Cape and Chris Hanna and like, um, Joe Sib and stuff like that. So, um, that was another, like, let's talk about your budget kind of project where, okay, what I gave you doesn't make sense. That's fine. Let's talk about what does. So so many artistic mediums, um, like so many mediums you work in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like them, you know, and I, and I enjoy like doing things I haven't done before. And, um, so most of the stuff that I do is like somebody else wanted something and asked if it was possible and like you know anything is possible you know like I the stuff that I do repeatedly like the pet portraits like that was another thing where my friend was just like hey my girlfriend has everything she could ever want to buy already but we have this cat can you paint a picture of the cat um and I was like sure you know (laughs) And then that became like a pretty serious source of income for me for like a couple years. <laughs> but um, same thing with wedding cake toppers. That was like, do you think you could do this for me this one time? And then other people were like, oh, I want to. I love so. our wedding cake topper, by the way. So <laughs> we, we. Thank you. That was so fun Jenny to make. Do, we, we didn't want wedding cake toppers sculpted like us. So we decided to do our spirit animal character things I don't know she was really confused by it but she went with it but uh, but Ooh. she's like I don't know what this is but she even sculpted like the uh camera and then uh Rico's uh Zach Wilde's Wild Les Paul guitar that guitar is insane the sculpture of that and the care you put into that we'll include a photo of it in the episode gallery it's thanks that that was probably my favorite part of that yeah yeah. <laughs> I was like giggling while I made it. I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So you're touring with Bad Cop. You guys are going up the coast. You're playing Phoenix, Seattle, um, touring constantly. Was there a record label before you actually landed on Fat Records? No. Okay. No. Um, so you got, yeah, you guys are bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had um we had self-released a three-song ep um i think a, two years before boss lady came out um so and that i was just talking to someone today who was like i'm working with this young band and i really want good things for them and what do you recommend and i said if you can get um a chance to sit down with some type of producer um, and have like a really fine finished product, it should sell itself. Like also these are, you know, hardworking, busy, humble, you know, all these things kind of matter. Like if you have all that, then it's like a perfect storm. Um, And then if you can, if you have the opportunity to work with a producer, um, I think everybody should. So um, this producer that we had is um, our friend Davey Warsop, who I met when I worked at Hurley. 
Um, he was like the in-house sound engineer for the company and that entailed um, recording, you know, drums for Guns N' Roses and like doing the Dave House record, but also like inviting young bands in to kind of have like a an on-ramp for like young talent um, so that because I think that policy of like uh, honoring young people and inviting them in is a little bit like the same concept as like sharing ideas. Like everybody wins if you make it um, a living thing that continues to move forward instead of like, sorry, if you weren't already on board by this date, there's no more room for you. Like, so, um, so we were just coworkers and he said, I'd love to hear your band. Um, and I said, okay, you know, here's, we're playing here and I've recorded a couple things at practice and uh he was like yeah let me know what you want to do like send me like six songs and then he picked three and then asked really politely if it would be okay if he made some production notes and you know I was of course we would love to hear your professional opinion and he he kind of shaped us in a way that made us a much better band. Um, like we were headed in a direction that was not as palatable and like didn't rely on um, vocal harmonies, which is like a thing that we're lucky to have in our pocket. Um, but he was kind of the one that identified it. He was like, if everybody can sing, why don't we push that and like, you know, and if you can write a good sticky chorus, why don't we add another chorus or like, you know, just make it easy to kind of digest. Um, so, and, and then we had also done a couple years later, we recorded what became boss lady and I was having anxiety about like, what are we going to do with this? Like, I, I don't want to have us put out the money to do this again because like we you know the other EP was selling okay but it was like you know it's, it's a lot of work to finance things like that like self-releasing is expensive and um I just wasn't sure about what we had recorded um honestly um and then we we had gone up to San Francisco and Stacy knew Mike Fat Mike um and had been saying like come see my band forever and he just was like I'm not gonna come see your band like I don't care all I hear all day is come see my band um and she was like okay but we're playing this drag festival called Lilith Bear and it's at Truck which is like this very exclusively gay bar um and no one you know will be there and like it's just like we're the only women and punk rockers that are going to be there other than that it's a drag show you know um and he was like okay because it's like it was in san francisco so it was easy kind of like a low risk thing and it, it was like the funnest night like there was a fire between the time we loaded in and the show <laughs> like so there was like firemen and then all these like gay guys like harassing the firemen like like loving it you know what I mean being like oh you know great and and so it was like this very hilarious kind of um out of our control situation and then it was like such a fun show you know 
I was, I, we were laughing the whole time. Like it was, the audience was amazing. And like the drag performers were amazing. And, um, this great band that's still in the Bay area called Muñecas, which is like a kind of a very fun, strange drag band played. And it was like, he afterward was like, do you have anything recorded that you can send me like anything new? And I was like, yeah, we have this EP. Like I'll send it to you when I get to my computer on Monday. And then a few days later, Stacy called me and she was like, Mike's going to put out the record. And I was like, what are you saying to me? Like, our record, like the one that I just emailed him, like just, I didn't, I mean, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, of course he asked you to send the record and you had a great show that made you guys look super fun and cool. Like, so, um, it worked out and then it, you know, I just still can't believe that happened. So do you have any crazy fangirl moments? We call them fangirl moments because I have them all the time. Like right now I have one. <laughs> <laughs> like right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, so I like Bat Records was my favorite thing as a teenager. And as like, I'm, I mean, it was just the best in my opinion. Um, you know, it was fun and it was political and it was fast and it was funny and like, um, it seemed like a party, you know what I mean? Like that I wanted to be at. And um, so this, it's all been kind of a fangirl moment for me. Um, I mean, I've met almost every one of the bands that I love from that label growing up. And, you know, most people have been really cool. And um, I have a tendency like, not to say anything when I (laughs) I am really excited to meet somebody like I'll just be the one that you don't even you don't even (laughs) it's no I wouldn't recommend it because like then like we'll finish a tour and I'll be like hey guys I want to tell you the story and like tell them and they'll be like why didn't you tell that person that like that was so important to you or like that you had this other experience like and it relates to them and it was like I don't know (laughs) because I don't I don't know what it is I think it's like like we did this three dates in Australia with hot water music this year which I was like I can't even think about this you know what I mean it never in my wildest dreams like would that have happened yeah you know and yet here we are and everyone is so nice and so cool and like what is going on you know like I can't (laughs) so So do you have like advice for any like up-and-coming visual artists musicians anyone that's trying to do the damn thing and make shit happen like you do do and did (laughs) um yeah I would say be kind to yourself and um try new things and like you know if there's a gap between you and something that you don't maybe know how to do already like try to make that leap um and invite criticism and sharing um you know also don't um a lot of creative work can be isolating you know you it's just coming from you and it sometimes requires a lot of alone time and um I would say make sure you find ways to 
break out of that by like sharing what you do with other people or maybe collaborating with other people. Um, a lot of times when I think about the band that I'm in um, and what is working about it, um, I have to credit the differences of all the members. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like plywood is very strong because it's multiple pieces that change direction. You know what I mean? So they cross lay the grain over and over again. And in doing so, like all of the structural gaps are kind of filled, you know what I mean? And I think collaboration is a way to capitalize on that kind of like strength, you know what I mean? Like I am good at this and you are good at that and we are different and maybe we'll have an argument because of that. But in the end, it's a really good kind of asset to have, you know? meet people that are not like you, do things with people that are not like you, you know, let other people share their ideas. You know, when we, here's another example. When Lynn joined the band, she was like, kind of, she was like filling Jen's place. You know what I mean? But Jen didn't take up as much space creatively as Lynn did because she wasn't as invested in it. You know what I mean? She was a little bit tired and ultimately ended up leaving the band. But like, you know, if Lynn had just stayed in Jen's footprints, then there would be no third harmony and there would be no insane stage show and there would be no amazing musical compositions that she has brought out, you know? So, and I think we had to like, um, settle into the fact that she's not a replacement for somebody that's not there anymore like she is a totally powerful and unique entity and like once that was fully realized like the band became so much better yeah you know that's awesome that's beautiful yeah yeah brought tears to my eyes <laughs> oh, <shit>. which <laughs> speaking of she, tears she really is crying <laughs> <laughs> which speaking of tears to my eyes oh my gosh at the end of like the uh you're such a sensitive i am <laughs> i'm such a sensitive they always make fun yeah. of me because i'm like so the sensitive like feels and stuff <laughs> like i'm i don't know yeah. whatever <laughs> My friend calls that yes. being a gooey baby. And I was like, yeah, I'm yes. kind of a gooey baby. I mean, do you feel that way too? Do you feel like you're super uber sensitive? Like, you feel everything, oh, right? Man. I mean, I feel weird calling myself an artist. I like to make things. But I do realize people that that are like, tend to be really, really sensitive. <laughs> like, I just think it kind of goes with the territory. Yeah. I think you, to be successful and to like create interesting work means that you need to be like, sending and receiving at all times you know what I mean like emotional messages and like information and it's a vulnerable thing to have all of the doors and windows of your house open at all times you know but at the same time you get these beautiful sounds and smells and ideas and like you can yeah. you know what I mean oh I totally get what you're you know what saying? saying it was Sorry. funny though because at the uh at the end of the girl gang tour we all took our like group photos like I I kind of had to I can't believe I still can't believe I hoarded everyone together and got some of those images because it was it was so hard. Good job. Yeah, but I look back at it. I was so nervous, and I technically I look back. I'm like, oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, you know, but whatever. But I like went to hug Jenny, 
And I was like, and I started to cry and I don't know why. And I remember I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying right now. I'm so weird. But I was like telling her, I was like, thank you so much for your music and just like everything that you give, you know? And I really mean that. Like the way that, you know, you present yourself artistically and as a musician, you're definitely an advocate for, you know, um, just what you believe in and just open dialogue and just creativity. And um, you definitely speak what you sing about. And yeah. that's, that's a big deal. And so I think that you inspire people on different levels than you can ever imagine. So thank you. Gosh. <laughs> I think this is a very good <laughs> pop for me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> thank you. Andrea's that's like, okay, enough of the feels. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I mean, no, I'm always kidding. <laughs> I'm the yeah, feels person. I feel the same way. Like, yeah. I totally respect her, respect you, and, yeah. and love following your work. And you guys have been so amazing to 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 yeah. us. It's it's surreal at times. Yeah, yeah. definitely. What? Thank you. The feeling is mutual. You know, this is like okay, traveling in the band. Um, you get to kind of like pop into different communities. You know, and like. There are places in our country where there, there's a lack of this, you know what I mean? There's a lack of confidence and connection and like community. Um, and it's so solvable, you know what I mean? Like if it only, like you were saying, the two of you keep that PMA and it's like that, just the two of you on that tip could carry the whole band yeah. on that, you know what I mean? And I think it's like, I feel so sad for other people that feel isolated or like, you know what I mean? Whereas like we get to travel around and like meet people like you and know that there are like these bright shining pockets out there, you know what I mean? So it's like harder to feel utter despair at what is happening in the news when it's like, yeah, well, I've been around the country and I've met a ton of cool people, you know what I mean? Doing awesome stuff, being parents, like of cool children you know what I mean people that are engaging in ways that like we are not in our own communities like you know what I mean I think it's very hopeful once you once you get a chance to like meet other people yeah. you know I'm so excited that you have this podcast too because that's like such a great way to shine your beacon into the universe and like let other people see it and hear it you know yeah. so I know it's it's pretty great just because um, we want to always just share and especially more than just beyond the music too and like different artists and just different platforms and trying to that's one of the main things that we try to help create different blocks and the bridges of, to bring people together that's one of our part of our mission for sure yeah, for sure. yeah. <laughs> I love it that breadth is like really important I think narrow-minded endeavors are like sort of doomed to fail you know what I mean so I think having yeah. a variety of different people and like yeah. you know what I mean again it's the plywood metaphor <laughs> that is a beautiful <laughs> metaphor I'm gonna use that <laughs> you should I think about it all the time whenever we're doing anything together as a band it's like that that plywood yeah. action so strong <laughs> um so uh, one of the topics on the show re lately has been the unknown and ghost and Sasquatch and uh, <laughs> I know random right <laughs> so random uh, okay. I mean UFOs you know 
Um, you wish you listened to a full episode now, <laughs> don't you? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, tell me, have you seen any ghosts? Are you a believer? Do you see dead people? I don't think, I don't know if I have a good ghost story. I have, like, I do believe in, um, like, non-scientific um, power of yeah energy you know what i mean i think um i love science you know but i think um i definitely believe in like certain people being kind of open portals to like uh receiving energy from other people or other times or places and things like that and um my mom according to a psychic (laughs) what I have like a really close relationship with my mom and like one of my favorite things that anybody ever relayed to me is that um, I was her mother in another lifetime and like I think about it a lot and like was so like oh when I heard this you know what I mean because it was like wow we do we do have sort of like a strange really deep connection that's not necessarily like always easy like we're very different but like um I don't know I think about that a lot and I uh <laughs> I like hope I was the good mom you know like because she's a great mom I bet she made me, some you know? killer cookies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so and then my brain gets weird and it's like was it like prehistory like where on this planet yeah. were we? You know what I mean? Like, was this before the patriarchy? Was it like a, you know, were we nomadic? Like, you know what I mean? How, what is the root of our relationship? Like, you know what I mean? We're so entrenched in like life as we know it. Like, it didn't have to be in a house with like a, a you know, other family members present and like money driving everything that everybody does. You know, it could have been in. I don't know, <laughs> Africa, like 2,000 years ago, you know? So, I don't I know. kind of feel like there is a possibility about reincarnation and yeah. just recycling into this realm and, and deciding when you want to go. I don't know if you've ever, like, gone down that um, oh, yeah. that wormhole oh, about yeah. reincarnation. And, oh, yeah. That was, like, yeah. one of those wormholes. I did, t- okay. I did. Someone did tell me once I was, like, an Irish dancer in another life. Like a lady of the night? No, no, oh. like 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 a like a river dancer. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And I guess I was and I was strangled. I guess that was oh. to death. Yeah, which is well, and cool. I do I do have a thing though about about my neck. Your, yeah about yeah. my neck and stuff, which oh. is kind of weird. What? Um, yeah. What? Kind of wow. weird. Yeah, I know. You know what's I know what the that fuck? was. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, we've known each other for years, and I'm just now explaining yes. this to these ladies. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. Crazy. No, but it's interesting. But I mean, I kind of wonder about that because there's certain people. I mean, of course, you know, I felt that when I met my husband, I knew right away. I was like, I'm going to marry this dude, and I just knew it right away. But there's, it goes beyond that. There's certain people, like certain friendships, certain people that you immediately connect to. You know, like. Gabby doesn't like a lot of people right away, but her and I, like, we were we were homies from hello, you know? And there's just, you know what I mean? There's, and I do wonder about that. Yeah. And they do say that every single person you interact with, even the people that you just simply say hello to and don't even know, they somehow are intertwined with you in past lives, if that is something that you believe is to be true. So Maybe I strangled you. 
Yeah, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, you know, I'm going to keep my eye on her. (laughs) She's all, shit just got dark. (laughs) You never know. Um, There's this. Well, it's not my story to tell. Maybe I won't tell it. But um, I do believe, like, I mean, so I used to be obsessed with Carl Sagan, like, on a very serious like I was like I don't need religion Carl Sagan says everything that I need to hear like um I still kind of believe this but he says you know like his famous quote is that we are you know everything in the universe no matter what it is is made up of the same type of particles that that are susceptible to the same laws and like just knowing that like I feel like my when I he says it in this his in his cosmos series like my pupils dilated like five times in a row and it was like so this explains reincarnation and like a feeling of familiarity alone just the fact that like there is nothing like you know we as organic material like lives and breathes and then stops doing that and then decomposes and returns to the earth and then ultimately becomes something else like it, it never goes away. So like that feeling of familiarity is makes sense. I okay. think, you know, Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 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 Well, cause it, I have heard something similar when you feel like you have deja vu. It's, it's like that similar, right? I, I had deja vu like yeah. five minutes ago. Shut yeah. your phone. I had it looking at the screen. Well, the, yeah. No, you know okay. what they say about deja vu. You're, right you're at the right place at the right, right time. time. <laughs> so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. Um, let's jump into, yeah. we're going to do a light, uh, what do we call it? Speed round. Sound sister speed round. Sound sister speed round. Okay. We're, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got a kick? Yes, queen. <laughs> Got a kick and stretch. All right. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you question after question after question, and you got to just answer it. like As fast as possible. As fast it's like, as you can. It's like we're going to all three, boom, boom, boom. We're going to just hit it. You're going to hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. 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 All right. All right. I'll kick it off here. If you were a superhero, what would your name be? <laughs> the Ardent Heart. Nice. Nice. Okay. Gibsons okay. or Fenders. Cats or dogs? If you were a burrito, what kind of burrito would you be? (laughs) This is an ongoing question since day one. (laughs) I don't know how. Uh, I'll explain it to you. It would be guacamole, black beans and rice, pico de gallo, some type of spicy salsa, sour cream, cheese, and nice. Oh, nice. Oh. That's a pretty good burrito. You got lots of layers. I thought we were going. Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, and- I like it. It's like for lots Everything. of layers, you know, colorful yes. and spicy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Ramones or Sex Pistols? Ramones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think yes. we might know the answer to this one, but Fat Wreck or Hellcat? Fat Wreck. Yep. Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> What was Star Wars nice. or Star Wars? Done. What's okay. your favorite music video? Not of not of you, but like overall. I mean, you can pick you if that's your favorite music video. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Uh, okay, the knife, 
covered a Jose Gonzalez song and it was like thousands, millions maybe of bouncy balls going down a street in San Francisco in slow motion. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's amazing. That's the whole video. Right, so if you were in a deserted island, what three albums would you take with you? <laughs> I'm telling you, I've heard her Richie ways. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, Elvis Costello. Ooh, but which one? You can always do a greatest hits. My aim is true. Um, and Sweet Spirit Kokomo. Okay, okay. Fictional character. Who would you be? Who would I be? Leslie Nope. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Galentine's Day. <laughs> um, Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. That's all I have. Okay. That's all we got. You did awesome. <laughs> Actually, we do always ask boxers or briefs, but I mean, <laughs> um, briefs is what I. Like. <laughs> I didn't want to get too personal. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, single or taken? You're single and mingling, or are you taken? Mingling, you know what? I'm like not in that game right now, which is crazy. I feel like so much of my life was driven by like feeling the need to be in a relationship. And like right now I'm just like really enjoying being alone and like having time for myself and doing the things that I want and need to do. You're married to your art and music. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, I mean, I could see why the few hours that you have alone, you'd want to be alone. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I love being alone now. I never knew that until like this year. I like never yeah. spend time alone yeah. until this year. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm so much more likable. Like, I don't know. It's like, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think when you're alone, you're allowed to like be fully round you know what I mean like I'm spinning and I'm not being pulled by the orbit of any other yeah planet and like just able to do what I'm supposed to do and it's like the best feeling awesome. ever it is the best feeling I, I feel that well I don't feel it right now but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I get you, what you mean you yeah. had that moment yeah. I mean I, well, I think yeah I for a while there was always trying to oh I want to be in love I want to find you know I I was kind of consumed by that. And then I was, the moment I was perfectly happy with being single and I was like down, like I want to be single always. That's when I found my husband. Not saying that that's going to happen to you, but I feel like a lot of other people, no you have to go no through that. You have to, you have to love hanging out with yourself because that's all you got, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's a crazy trick. So I love it. For our <laughs> listeners, how does one find your art? How does one, you know, hire you for a commission piece? And how do they find your music? I mean, we know, but how would they know? So let's let's hear it. Um, well, I the best thing to do for art is to email me, but I have very limited time in front of a computer, so a lot of times things sit or get lost, and that's I'm I'm sorry about that, but like I am 
just kind of maxed out as far as like time resources go. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely maxed out until next year, but um, I would love to have some new projects on the table um, moving forward, um, especially because we're not planning to leave town really extensively until like yeah. spring. Um, so you can email me at jennymakesthings at gmail.com. My name is spelled weird, so there's that to look out for. Um, and then I guess Instagram is the most sustainable thing. I have a website, but I haven't touched it in years. It may have expired. Um, so I usually just try to put whatever I'm doing on my Instagram. Um, and the band is on all digital platforms. Um, we just got a new merch store set up over at Stupid Rad Merch. So that's going to be kind of a fun thing that we'll have new things yeah. regularly. Um, we lost our domain name because the credit card that paid for it expired and GoDaddy oh, is a corrupt oh, bullshit company. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. They're like, yeah, oh, they're making money. They're like, oh, what's they're all gone? I was like, ah, we're not going right. to get that back. Because they're like, um, they're making money hype. Yeah. Blank for taking that. So, oh gosh. It's Damn so the man. creepy. Yeah. Damn the GoDaddy man. Um, <laughs> go daddy yeah. you bad man we're, we're actually coming out on december 15th for the punk rock what is it the punk, punk, punk the rock. three of us yeah. so yeah. all three of us are gonna be there so Sounds i want to i want to hang out yeah Maybe. okay i'll be there i'm i'm i have to make some money for that <laughs> i'm so. so excited yeah let's hang are you coming early or staying later anything? so we're driving we're driving in that day and then we're, we're actually going to stay with soma and then we're gonna go to the show and hopefully hang out with you and and Myra and everybody. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What a treat! <laughs> this is the okay. first official Sound Sister road trip. So I mean, even though we've gone oh. on tour like with Are the Pinks, but I mean, this is the three of us going on tour together. So it'll be yeah. great. Are you gonna bring? Are you gonna do like a show on the road? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Like a video like, blog thing. And um, we're gonna yes. we're gonna take we're gonna attempt to take some mics that we can hook up to our the I, phone, Ithunes, yeah, our Ithunes. So I don't know. <laughs> if I seriously could talk to you for I hours. I freaking love her. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I know it's so great. Like there's a there's a whole list That's of questions cool. I didn't even get to, but we can save it for when we see you in person. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Do one more, as long as it's not like, what do you think about the universe and elitism? Because I'll try. Oh to my gosh! Okay. So, what artistic mediums have you not tried that you want to try? Ooh. <laughs> I know, I know, because of the questions. You know what? I've been. I like. I always wanted to make like big fiberglass mm. things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the big boy. I would love to make a large public fiberglass structure that just makes people happy and that they can like interact with daily without having to like seek out art you know okay okay following up on that if you if you couldn't play punk rock what kind of music would you play Ooh. <laughs> uh well i i like sort of like mellow strange um 
like unpopular sort of like I guess like indie but not poppy you know what I mean like I like weird song structures and like low production value and um I I don't know sometimes Davey will be like are we gonna record any of your own stuff and I was like I don't know if anybody wants to hear that like but yeah let's do it you should I mean people would listen I would listen like me too put it out there you got yeah. you got three listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, all right. Well, Jenny. 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 I, I feel um, sad saying goodbye again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want it to end. Well, I'm so glad I get to see you in like yeah. two weeks. I'm so yeah. excited right? to see your art. I'm really yeah. excited about it. Yeah. If you have any like dreams for that, let me know. I'm trying to make some affordable things and um taking requests so for sure all right as as always it was a pleasure talking to you and just chatting about you know your art and music and hopefully we can catch up with you at the show and we'll we'll do an on the on the go on the scene like little sound sister podcast update Ooh, i'm so excited all right Thank you so much Thank for you. inviting me. This is Thank awesome. you so much for supporting us. We Yay. love you. Yay. <laughs> bye, Janet. I love you. Bye. Bye, <laughs> yeah. bye ladies. All right. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on our podcast and talking to us about her music and her love for Fleetwood Mac that I had no <laughs> idea about. <laughs> and her art. It's just amazing. Definitely check it out. Remember to head on over to the website soundsistersaz.com to view and listen to previous podcasts we've got pictures articles up there make sure you go to facebook and like us instagram to follow us um you want to listen to us through an app on the go check us out on itunes spotify stitcher google play so we're gonna actually end this we're gonna start ending our episodes with underground bands that submit their music to us and try to get it out there on a bigger platform for them um, so we did talk about Stevie D earlier in the Glass Hero. So we're going to go ahead and play a Glass Hero song for you guys. This one's called Kick Down the Doors. Personal favorite of mine. It is a cover song, but the way the heroes do it, I've always really loved. Um, so we're going to go ahead and end the episode with that. Um, we want to thank you guys for all your support. It means everything to us. We love you. We do love you guys. We're, we're seeing the numbers are coming in. We appreciate everything. <laughs> And Gabby's meows. I think that means you she know, loves you. You know you, she loves you. On that note, this is your host, Drea Doll, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize and always do your best. Thank but- you. Good night. Bye. Bye.